0: content topics because they are they they allow for you to tap into um you know the specifics of the product and the specifics of the brand and then you can look at other aspects to you know like um you know your storytelling content you can also look at um if your brand does allow for educating then educate
1: g'day i'm lucky and welcome to d2c slingshot a podcast where we interview brand founders and industry experts to help you out on your own journey and i hope you enjoyed this episode so how about you how long have you been doing uh social media marketing would you call it or short form video editor or real creator so or?
0: many hats <laughs> Um, so basically I started out as a product based business. So that's how I sort of got into, I suppose, what I do now. Um, and basically, yeah, I started as a kids and baby brand. I sold like kids art. and, um, after, um, my daughter was born. That was sort of like the thing, um, you know, that I was just using just to basically just cure my sanity (laughs) just to keep me busy. So, um, that's really how, how I started. And, um, I had a really amazing start in my business. Like I made really lovely connections with other mums on the platform, like the community on Instagram in the kids and baby, like niche is like, it's top tier. And, um, you know, as most businesses start out, you know, um, they say, oh, you know, to, in order for you to get the content that you need, you need to go to, you know, like brand rep groups and things like that. To get the content so um you know so basically that's exactly what i did i skipped every single fundamental stage (laughs) of growing a business um you know didn't look into my content strategy didn't look into building an audience didn't really even look into um you know any like fundamental like brand strategy or anything like that literally just skipped it (laughs) and um went okay great so i need content that's what i'll do um my first experience with brand reps were incredible like I was like this is great you know I had a lot of support I learned heaps so I was like okay well I kind of like have you know I've got to hang on this now so went out did it again and the second time it was atrocious (laughs) basically um gave like you know hundreds thousand dollars worth of products to um creators took on like way more than um I did the first time And the second time I was literally like, um, out of pocket hundreds, thousands of dollars and had nothing to show for it. So (laughs) I was like, well, this sucks (laughs) first of all. And, um, I really wanted to, you know, um, I figured, well, look, if I'm struggling with this, there are definitely other businesses out there who are probably selling more expensive products than what I was selling. I, know, I was selling like what, you know, a print is not that much money, but you know, other businesses were giving away, for example, you know, like kids, furniture, toys, all sorts of things. And they were all struggling with the same thing. So, um, really, that's how I, this is how my agency started because a lot of businesses were basically struggling with the same thing. So, um, I approached a couple of creators who I had had built really good relationships with. And I said, look, um, I want to have my products photographed by you. And then I approached some other businesses and said, hey, you know, I'm going to be working with X, Y, Z. Normally her rate is, you know, like pretty high if you go and do it by yourself. And then I just said, if you want to come in this with me, it'll only be like a low ticket offer and that's really how um my agency was born so um so at the moment that's um i I run my agency on the side and i also have my coaching business on the side which is pretty much like it's still in the baby stages but the agency is that's really how it all started because um out of that frustration of you know businesses being let down by I said, I call them the freebie hunters, <laughs> technically. Um, yeah. You know, people who are just wanting the free products, not wanting to actually help businesses grow. Um, and that's really how it all started. Um, just getting other businesses who were frustrated with the same thing, who wanted to um, have creators. I mean, at, at this stage too, there was no TikTok, there was no nothing. This was like 2017 where reels weren't even a thing yet. So we all just needed really good high quality content. Um, product photography even just of products so we could you know um post on instagram and all that kind of stuff so out of that frustration really that's how that all started and um we came together and did it as like a collaborative marketing thing every time we went um you know and had our products photographed by a certain creator we would release it as a group as a giant marketing campaign um and that's really how i've just learned so much like you know having to learn like the back end of how instagram works how the algorithm works and all that stuff and how to make the most of organic content and how to make it work for you um you know on a platform like instagram and obviously as instagram has grown and (laughs) um changed pretty much every week now um that's that's really how um it's evolved over time so now we've you know we've added in more services like obviously video um reels TikToks, um all sorts of stuff so that brands are you know able to have that fulfillment of their content met because you know instagram is you know it's a hungry platform like you need content constantly so um know and as a busy business owner you don't have the time if you don't have the time to be creating that content yourself um and not only that the niche that we um serve like the kids and baby niche there there is a specific um like we stand alone in my opinion like there's ways that you market to your audience that is not like other niches because there's a whole lot of other stuff going on in the background with, you know, the, the target buyer. So, um, yeah, as a busy business owner, you don't have, you know, you may not have the opportunity to, you know, create that emotive style content or content that is actually going to help you drive the results that you want. Um, because you know, it's very important to show that in context. So, um, yeah, it was really important for me to incorporate that, incorporate the, the strategy and the, the actual physical um, look and feel of what these businesses wanted, and then provide that as a service. So that's really how all that started. Um, But yeah, it's, 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 it's an amazing membership, because it gives these businesses the consistency of the content. Um, You know, and we do sorts of all sorts of other stuff as well for clients who need obviously, and want more. But the best part about it is that it is affordable, um, especially for businesses who are just starting out. So that for me was like the best thing possible because for a business who's just starting out on Instagram has no clue, like where to go, what to do It's so easy to get like, um, you know, um, let down and led astray (laughs) by these types of people. So it was really important for me to to create a space for businesses to know that um, they could get the content that they needed when they needed it. And it was through it, uh, um, you know, um, a company that could be trusted, um, because I've been through it too, <laughs> so basically that's that's really how it all started, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone has some sort of horror story, yeah. whether it's getting back shit UGC, or maybe they've wasted a few thousand dollars on boosted posts on Instagram and Facebook, or whether they've dumped their marketing budgets into Google and they just have got shit quality traffic That's as well. So yeah, I think everyone's been through that and it's very frustrating. So yeah, if you can sort of find somebody right at the start, when you're first starting out, you don't really know too much about business, then um, yeah, I definitely recommend investing in it, even though the price might like, even if it's just a few hundred bucks, it might seem like heaps, but the headaches that you'll save from spending that money is uh, priceless. <laughs> <It's> worth. And- <laughs> yeah especially when creating content like it's so hard even just to come up with ideas constantly uh that's a massive one and i know i find myself getting bogged down and just on the yeah. idea thing like i can't even get started some days because that mental block <laughs> is there and it won't go away Absolutely. so yeah <laughs> yeah um with your brand? Are you still running that alongside the agency? Yes, well? yes.
0: So um, recently, what because what I had done is I've always done it on the current Instagram that I'm at at the moment. So again, talking about content ideas, just just then like it is something that um, can be so overwhelming. And um, it can really leave you so debilitating when you when you don't have the clarity. So something that I think um, really helped me this year, especially, is I separated my pages. Obviously, because there was two separate target audiences, and I was trying to fill everything in one, and it was just too much. <laughs> um, and that's exactly what I did. So I have my agency on the side, and and the um, the um, coaching side is pretty much. You. it's um something that i have loved doing in the last year i mean we've always done it on the back end when we do strategy calls when we do client um uh, you know reels management and things like that and we're constantly talking to clients about you know what's happening in their business and helping them actually make that organic that ugc content convert for them in the back end um so for me i have fallen in love with that side of it and um I've just recently had the courage now to obviously separate my pages and, and, and have that on the front end as well. So, um, again, like, I think if, if that struggle of content, if you are struggling with that, I think it's really important. Um, you know, like you just mentioned, it's important to, to have that content, to have that quality content, but also know why you're posting. If you're not sure what to do with that physical content, that you're getting back from a creator, UGC creator, first of all, have a look at um, the parameters as to why you contacted that person. Because if you're not sure why you're actually getting that person to create that content, you're basically flush, flushing money down the toilet. Like there's, there's no point getting someone to make you something. If you don't actually know how that's going to fit into your strategy, right? It's basically just throwing spaghetti on the wall, and hoping that that content is actually gonna help you um, drive the results that you want. So um, that's why I think it sets our agency apart is because we actually have a look at the, the strategy first. We have a look at like, what are your goals? Like, what are you physically working on? And how can the content that we create for you, whether it's through reels management or whether it's through you know our product photography even even just the beginning stages of you building your website like what is that content for and how can we help you um get your business where you need to go so um it's important for businesses to understand that yes content is important but if you don't have the pillars of your content and you don't have the physical strategy behind it um it doesn't matter what you do in terms of like um, it doesn't matter how pretty that content is or how cute that baby is. <laughs> like, It's not gonna, it's not gonna convert. Um, and there's, there's no point getting that content created and then going and put, putting ad spend behind it because it's just gonna flop, right? You can boost that post all you want, but it won't actually do what you want it to do. So, um, yeah, so it's really important to, to know, like, what, what am I actually doing with this content first, you know,
1: yeah and a lot of businesses in this niche which is the mums and bubs niche um, we both love it uh, because parents or particularly mums will buy anything for their children but you do also need them to pull out their wallets as well so there's a special art to that yes. now a lot of these businesses are started just like yourself when they've just had a kid and they're trying to fill in some time or maybe uh get away from the baby a little bit as well <laughs> totally. and that's screaming uh but A lot of these businesses are started without any really any prior knowledge so uh to be investing in something to learn that knowledge and gain that knowledge quicker yes youtube university is the best um but also investing and going into that next level and diving deeper into why content actually performs uh you spoke a little bit about pillars in content are you talking about why hook rate and hold rate there, or you're talking about something else. So do you want to further explain?
0: Yeah, um, well, obviously each business is different and each, um, kids and baby brand serves a different target audience. so everybody's strategy is going to be different. There is no cookie cutter approach to strategy. Um, If someone tells you that don't listen to them because they're lying. (laughs) Every business is different. Even though we all, we all, you know, we are all in the kids and baby niche. Your strategy is still different from the next business next to you so um just know that those pillars itself is um all going to be dependent on what what exactly or who the actual target buyer is that you're trying to attract there's a difference between your target audience and your target buyer right so you've got if you can imagine like a circle your your target audience is the bigger chunk or like a pie if you want circles fine and your target buyer is like the tiny drop that's in the center and it's your content's job to basically take the tiny circle that's on the inside and pull that out into its own bucket if, if that makes sense because we need to be able to have our content attract the right buyer because you know we're all serving this big or like putting out content to Instagram right And you're trying to target your target audience, which is amazing. That's great. But if you're not actually physically targeting your buyer, then you're always going to just get views. You're always just going to get likes, which is not the conversions that we want. We want the conversions.
1: There's a difference between posting viral content and doing like that meme style, or you see a lot of those Twitter posts, like. Mm -hmm um type of reels going around at the moment or it's just somebody sitting at a computer saying do these five different things that's like that's more like viral type of content (laughs) where there's no sort of any call to actions or anything like that in the video which can then push people to the website and then actually make them convert a bit better than that viral type of content where you can that's easily shareable and that sort of stuff but it doesn't necessarily convert all the time
0: absolutely yeah exactly and um so understanding like those um fundamental things like i mentioned before like i skipped all that fundamental stuff and just thought oh yes it's just gonna it's just the content that's gonna bring me in the sales i'm just gonna post a pretty picture and boom my business is gonna blow up and you know my um dms are gonna be ringing off the hook so to speak and the content is just gonna gonna do it yes content is part of it but again it's the strategy behind it and understanding You know who that target buyer is and understanding enough about um where your content plays in your overall like holistic strategy um because it's it's important to know that um yes your content will work but it will only work as far as you know you you have um basically given the direction for your audience to go into so um yeah it's it's very um it's a very important step
1: (laughs) yeah and the i guess the first step to creating high quality content or content that converts is in the preparation and briefing especially if ugc creators or brand ambassadors whatever you want to call them or influencers uh briefing is super important and yeah this is a mistake that i first made when ugc started to Friend, uh, I was like, "Hey, clients, go out, get some UGC done. Just contact some random people, give some free juice out, whatever." <laughs> and the content we got back, some of it was good. Yeah, a lot of it was trash, <laughs> and we couldn't actually use it. Um, much absolutely uh, similar story to yours. So yeah, yeah we had to go through and brief and just prep everything. Um, we try not to go. Over the top with the briefs, but making sure you're sort of structuring out mm-hmm. some different variations of hooks, maybe the hold rate, maybe the scene yes. that you want them to set out and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. All that comes in the preparation. Like a lot of people don't create reels off the top of their head. And I know I don't. No. I know you probably don't either. Oh. Like there's a lot of preparation that goes into your reels. Yeah. I can just tell yeah. just by even just setting up the room in the background. Uh, like that can that can take forever um and you're just there to shoot a product that's right in front of the camera but the background behind it like that's gonna. T- yeah
0: that is so on point um literally I, I could probably even show you to turn my camera around in a bit and i'll show you but like that is that is exactly right um so much work goes into it and again like i said if you are not it is your job as the business owner to obviously um if you don't know ask for help right like find someone to help you create that strategy first like i cannot stress this enough because um there is no point getting that ugc creator to help you with the content if you don't understand how you're actually going to use it um but the briefing process is literally like that is where the gold lies because um the creator doesn't have that information that you have, right? And they can only create that content, um, based on what they know. So, um, which like exactly like you're talking about the briefing process, we, we have that inside of our agency where every single month when businesses make a booking, they get to fill out a brief and they tell us specifically what that content is for. Um, you know, obviously, um, me like i have an overarching more information so obviously i can fill in the blanks because i know the business owners but but that in itself shows me sometimes that like when a business um you know doesn't quite know or can't conceptualize it visually it makes it hard which you know is something that you learn Um, because it's not your job as a business owner to be a creator, right? It's the creator's job to take the idea and go, okay, great. So now we're going to go and we're going to structure that idea. We're going to structure that idea. And like you said, like, um, you know, offer like, um, maybe alternate hooks, right, or offer like alternate, um, style of, um, showing context or depending on like, you know, what we're going to use that video for so it's 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 definitely um important to know yeah what are we using that video for but it's also important to know like um i think it's also just as important to give kind of a little bit of creative leeway too because for some businesses like they can be very structured and it does hinder the um creativity and 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 how we can kind of conceptualize what they're trying to create
1: but Yeah, you're hiring that person because you've seen their TikTok or you've seen their Instagram and you like their vibe. Yeah. Let them put their vibe into your brand and that's going to be much more relatable to the end, like audience, the target market. And instead of seeing your brand 24 seven, it's shown in a different light, which I think is pretty
0: important. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why um, I love UGC so much because it is sort of like, it's like a it's like a mix between like a really like laid back depending on the client obviously but like it's a mix between like a really laid-back thing but it's very potent so like it has the um it has all like the right ingredients like for the right source um but that's exactly right and that and that structure of like um you know taking that idea is when you know you found a really good creator like you know you found a really good creator when somebody like you'll know the difference right you'll know the difference when you can just give someone an idea and it could be like a couple of sentences like please help me create like you know um like a reel for these kids knives for example right and and obviously most people will go oh well you know it won't cut your fingers and that will that will be where they stop um yeah. but like a, a really good creator will know that there's obviously specific content topics that goes in there's the target audience there's some you know i can actually like tap into like recipes i can tap into like um series for this client i can um also know on the back end of how i can even create content to have them come back to me time and time again and that's the difference between somebody who's maybe just like creating content just you know to make a quick buck or somebody who's actually trying to Create content to to make a difference in that business's life, but also obviously help yourself. <laughs> you know, have that financial, um, you know, that client coming back to you because your content is doing what you want. You know, it to do. For example, yeah,
1: yeah. Now, obviously, you put a lot of time and effort into these videos. Uh, do you do any paid sort of advertising on the back end of that? If a video performs well, um, or for clients. Yeah, for clients, or do they put money into extra money to keep growing that video?
0: Well, um, I mainly deal with the organic unless the client dates okay. right. So like um, the 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 exception is this. So when the client comes to me and they say, OK, like we want to create. Um, well, it depends, but usually what we do <laughs> is we start off organic. We start off, always start off organic yeah. and build those organic pillars, because um, just from experience, I found that if your organic strategy right is not solid doesn't matter what you put behind paid ads it doesn't matter like yes you may be boosting that post and getting tons of views which is amazing Um, and don't get me wrong there has been times where. that singular post, with like a post may have um, put some, like you know, some dollars behind it, and it has absolutely blown up that person's business because the content just had that right potency, which is amazing, right? But um, it's sort of like when you go and you work with an influencer, for example, that influencer's job is to drive you traffic. So, same example, and you know, is is for um, when you go to put money behind paid ads, you're putting. Um, you're kind of like, you know, you're, you're um, driving that traffic back to your business. And if you haven't established, like, you know, I, I kind of think of it like a garden. The organic side of content is kind of like the soil. And the content that you're posting is like the seeds. And if you want to go and then like, you know, um, boost a post or get an influencer to come over or get someone to uh, collaborate with another business or do a giveaway or do any of that stuff, you can't expect, you know, people to hang around if your gardens like shit. <laughs>
1: you know, want it to yeah. be
0: somewhere where people want to hang out. So um, that's the thing we um, creating creating that um, paid content is, is only going to pay off for you if you um, put in the work yeah.
1: before yeah, for sure. And being a paid advertiser, like I only work with brands who have established organic pages because without that, like you just know you're not going to get the quality content from the client. They're not going to be um, as involved in the paid ad side of things either. And it's just going to make for a really yeah. hard relationship. Exactly. And usually, like they might not have the website conversion rate set up either. Or there's just fundamentals in a brand. Like, obviously, you've got to start from around the, the ground and then build your way yeah. up. So organic, uh, that's one of the biggest things. And yeah what I sort of look for when I'm prospecting for somebody to come on as a paid ads client is, do they have short form video and do they have high quality imagery? So there's like the first two things I look at. If I go to your Instagram and I don't see quality content there, one, you're not coming on as a paid ads <laughs> client because Unless you want me to ban your dollars, like I'll ban your dollars, but I don't like so looking at shit accounts either. Um, but also, I'm never going to buy from you if your page doesn't look aesthetic either. Absolutely. It's like, yeah, no, organic content is super important and um, it, it does heavily tie into paid ads, I believe, anyway. What's your opinion?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I 100% agree. Um, you're doing your you know you you would be doing your clients a disservice like and and that just shows the quality of your work because you um if if a client comes to you and just says chuck money behind this thing um it's it you're just flushing money down the toilet
1: (laughs) yeah and i hate it like i've had like in the past i've had clients where they're like hey i've got this money i really want to invest Back then, I might have needed the dollar and I've taken them on board and the relationship has just been an absolute headache because I'm going back to them saying, hey, you need to fix this, 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 this and this and this and this this." (laughs) for me to even be profitable. So, um, yeah, yeah, without those foundations, um, yeah, uh, you do burn a lot of money. And I know we've touched on it a few times, but boosting posts, what's your opinion on boosting (laughs) posts versus paydays?
0: Well, um. Yeah, again, don't boost your post because that's useless. (laughs) Find someone who knows what they're doing. Um, But yeah, um, I've, um, you know, clients come and ask me the same thing like, oh, this is doing really well. Should we chuck some money behind it and just boost it? No, (laughs) don't do. (laughs)
1: yeah Uh, i'm glad you said that because i was a bit worried (laughs) asking that question being you've been on the organic side but like i've been guilty of it a boost post it's a click of a button it's right there it'll get my ego up a bit i might get ten (laughs) thousand views on a video uh but at the end of the day they're just views and they don't necessarily convert into purchases and like i've opened up accounts where they've had really good organic content Mm. but they've been boosting posts for a fair while And one of the worst cases was like 15k spent for like one and a half k return (laughs) and like like there's so many of these stories where uh brand owners like to go into the ads manager and stuff like that it's a fair bit to set up and Mm. people just get overwhelmed and whether that click of the button is right there saying boost post take oh what's ten dollars like i made 500 today i made a thousand today what's ten bucks to get a thousand views but um yeah. yeah you can uh, go down a slippery slope uh, boosting posts for sure and i've seen it on the back end. yes
0: exactly and it's not even just um how that converts into paid ads it's also how it affects your um overall experience on instagram as well because instagram like um you know they they can um they they know that in order obviously like when you go and you boost a post right the, I don't want to say the algorithm, but they know, they know that when you're clicking that boost button, you know, it, it can, um, lead you to get really excited. Like you said, about all of the views, about all of the likes. Um, and you know, again, like when you're going, you and you're boosting, you're just basically throwing the, like, you know, your content out into the Instagram ether <laughs> and anybody, you know, anybody can see that, which. Sounds like a good thing, but it's actually not and that's the difference between just boosting it and throwing it out there Um, and not every single one of those people who actually goes and views it is very similar to going viral same similar situation Where you just get all the views get all the likes, but there's nobody in that pool of people who see it When you go and throw out that fishing net for example into you know, um and none of those people are actually your target buyer and that's the difference between you know maybe like clicking that boost button or getting somebody in the back end to set up your facebook ads properly for you so it can actually go and then target the correct people the people who actually need to see it want to see it um who will actually help so that's the the don't boost your post basically
1: (laughs) yeah i've had a bit of a play around with boosting posts on TikTok a few months ago and all i got was like these teenagers these meme accounts and stuff like that i'm like they're never gonna (laughs) buy anything from me so um yeah you do get pushed out to the algorithm and i know the back end and sort of what how it works a little bit more so pretty much the algorithm will categorize you into certain sections. If you like watching video views, you'll be in like a video views audience. If you like clicking through the websites, but not checking out anything, you'll be in like a traffic one. Yeah. That's where I sit. I definitely sit in there. Cause I'll go to a lot of websites, <laughs> but never check out. Yeah. anything. And then there's people who sit at home all day and just press buy buttons. So, um, the algorithm definitely knows. And yeah, yeah, it knows where to push your content. If you give it the right inputs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So obviously, um, content, like you do need a lot of it to feed that algorithm. Um, how do you come up with ideas? Is it sort of all just coming from your head is it a previous experience. Are you using chat GPT or are you just stealing competitor ideas?
0: So, um, for clients, um, again, because we're kind of like, I already know the niche for me, it's just specifically knowing the strategy and then creating the strategy right so once i have the strategy i can then go and look at the individual client and then i like to focus on um specifically for kids and baby brands like we're not the same as service-based businesses for my own business like um the strategy is completely different right because we we were service-based but for kids and baby brands. Um, yeah, it's totally different. Um, you know, we're, we're really looking at like different, um, a way for you to create content, obviously. So you can, um, you know, obviously move your clients through that, um, funnel of like top of funnel, middle and bottom, but we're, we're also looking at, um, like, how can we create that content so that, you know, we are attracting the right people, um, you know, really emulating that cold audience, um, when we are putting out content. So for me, when it comes to that content, I like to focus on content topics. So um, whereas most people just look at content pillars, which are great. Um, You know, and when I say content uh, pillars, I just mean like, you know, your average, like, um, educational, inspirational, um, blah, blah, all those ones, right? Yeah, the generic ones. (laughs) So we've got all those. And what most people do is they, um, for example, they have this book, like a kid's book, and then they go and then they think, Okay, well, as a kids and baby brand, everyone's telling me to go and create content. um, And I need to educate, I need to inspire, I need to, you know, um, motivate people, um, I need to entertain people. So then they go and they create this content, but they're just, you know, filtering, I want to sell this kids book through those five pillars. And um well yes that's that's great it's not a strategy you're just creating content right so i like to use content topics specifically and then what i do is i like to look at like you know try and filter it through these two things because again like as a kids and baby brand you think first thing that you think about is i don't know if i can swear but the first thing that i always hear is like the fuck am i supposed to educate anybody on this stupid like on the on on this book like parents don't want to know that they don't want to know that. yeah and that's the thing that gives people stuck is that they get so hung up on these content pillars that it drives them crazy um so i don't like to look at i i like content pillars because um yes they do help you filter your content through but at the same time we want to look at content topics so these content topics are like seo like rich content ideas so for example you're kind of like emulating like what is my target audience thinking feeling and doing like what are the struggles what are they going through right now and um obviously depending on the client but let's use a play-based company as maybe sells like educational toys as an example like what is going on there right now like what are are they thinking feeling doing all that sort of stuff and then i like to pull out these content idea uh, content topics that will help me um, kind of tap into what that audience is thinking. So that, um, for example, when someone's going on TikTok or when they're going on YouTube, or when they're, um, you know, you can't really search on Instagram, but if you could, they would go in there and they would say like, how, uh, like, you know, educational toys for like, what's the best educational toy for a two-year-old, or something like that? You know,
1: or how to keep my kids entertained on a rainy yes. day, or something like exactly.
0: that. Exactly. What? What? Like five ways to five. I play ideas for a rainy day.
1: And how to stop my kids screaming? Yes,
0: <laughs> headphones. <laughs> That's what my husband <laughs> yeah. says to me all the time. He's like, "Just get those uh, noise-canceling headphones."
1: <laughs> yeah, I always wear them around yeah. the house. I don't even have kids. <laughs>
0: Well, you'll have some, when you do, then you'll know the trick. There's the trick right there, just, voice yeah. cancelling headphones. <laughs> um, but that's exactly right. So we look at those content topics, um, because not only then is, um, you know, the content that you're creating is actually gonna work for you in the back end. It's also content that you can repurpose. It's content that, um, is going to be valuable to your audience. And it's not about, um, educating cause not every single kids and baby brand can educate. So, um, that's why other aspects to, you know, like, um, you know, your storytelling content, you can also look at, um, if your brand does allow for educating, then educate. Um, but don't get so over, um, like, don't try not to overcomplicate it. And I think that's the thing. Yeah.
1: even like a lot of brands have grown from behind the scenes content, just like packing yeah. orders or AM, ASMR content, yeah. just like ripping open a box in the warehouse or something like that. Yeah. And people gobble that stuff up.
0: Yes, exactly. And I think as a kids and maybe brand, um, you don't have to be so um, like um, hung up on trying to do all the things and trying to be all the things what people want to see on instagram and TikTok is they just want to see like how you're making that product they want to see what it's like behind the scenes people are nosy they want to know they love like you know getting in on what you're doing they love being a part of it and if you can really tap into that in in your content and like taking people along the journey um you know like whether that's on your instagram stories or on your TikToks, like just um you know Try try and figure out a way of like how you can really connect. And
1: because if
0: I've seen a theme in content recently, it's that is that people want storytelling, they want that they're really craving it on Instagram because they get it a lot on TikTok.
1: Um, Yeah, and I think it's especially important for the mums and bubs niche because you're advertising to parents that are probably on maternity leave mm -hmm. sitting at home. And if they're not doing what you did, which is starting a business, they're probably just sitting around watching netflix yes. or folding the washing or scrolling TikTok or whatever mindlessly yeah uh, so if you can garner that attention while they're trying to occupy themselves then <laughs> it is a good way to build your business
0: absolutely absolutely and like people are really voyeuristic like they love they love the journey they love um being a part and seeing what you're doing and even if you don't want to show your face like you don't have to um your voice
1: It helps. It
0: helps. It really does. But your voice will do just fine. Um, That's a great starting point, like just getting voiceovers, all that sort of stuff, um, you know, is is a great place to start. So um,
1: totally. And just like my girlfriend, like when she goes and meets up with like with her friends, like they just talk about influences and stuff. So if you're comfortable being in front of camera and like girls and mums and females and even males, like we talk about our favorite sports stars, like, oh, did you see what um, Jack Steele did on TikTok the other day or whatever? And like, just gobbling up word of mouth. And especially in the mums and bubs niche, it's so important because you'll have your little mother's group and they'll talk and if they see a product, and it benefits them, heaps, you betcha, the next five mums that they talk to are going to have that product as well.
0: Absolutely. That is so, so on point. Um, Because Literally, like when we're doing client shoots, like we've got, um, when we do call-outs So on point like, um, we've got real mums like real like, you know Real parents coming in and they're seeing the products and they're going wow, like, you know, um, the products speak for themselves So that is like absolutely true. And like so if you can emulate that in your content um, You know, it's just to show people like what your product actually does Um, you know, um, one of my clients, she's, um, she's like, she sells these incredible, um, cubby houses that goes over your dining room table. They are the coolest things since sliced bread, like the best. And honestly, as a parent, I know that like when I put that thing out, like I can smash out like housework, get my stuff done, get whatever I need to do, have a hot coffee and kids done like (laughs) you know and that's the thing like your product does speak for itself and it's just about taking the amazingness of what it is that you sell and do and translating that in um a way where you can you can share that with your audience
1: um, yeah and i like that example as well we've done something similar with a client where we have the product for the first three seconds it might be throwing that blanket or coffee house or whatever it is over the yeah. table uh, for the first three seconds but then all you're doing is then showing the benefits for the mum after that, whether it's sitting down and having five minutes to yourself, maybe reading a book or whatever. Like you're not marketing to the child, yeah. Uh, you're actually marketing to the mum, so play on the her pain points as well, yeah. um, and you'll see good results. Uh, We're definitely seeing that through advertising. There was one that comes to my head. All we had was yeah that product being shown for the first three seconds and then the mom just sitting down it's like on the couch just washing yeah. down having that coffee yeah. uh, and it worked really well
0: yeah exactly that's exactly right because um but that pe- people if if you know if your content doesn't show especially in video like this is where product businesses get it all wrong like they get so stressed out about video and video is like your golden ticket baby like this is where you get to show like just how awesome your product is right um a photo can only show so much so like literally UGC content creation like um any video that you have behind the scenes whatever it is that you're doing like pressing live on Instagram and just taking your audience through your product and showing them what it does you will be surprised at the results that you get from that, because um, like a picture can only say so much. So definitely, um, like if you're somebody who's wanting to like shake things up in your business, like wanting to obviously um, invest your time where it will pay off the most if you're doing it yourself, like without a doubt, um, just start getting comfortable with video.
1: Yeah, even in my business, like I know it's not a product, but my business like I've been doing this for four years now, I probably started short form content like nine months ago. Right. And the benefits I've got from that, like just people coming on like a sales call or a consulting call or whatever. They already know who I am. They've been watching my content in the background, even if they aren't engaging with it. Like I've never heard of them before. I've never seen their profile, but they've been stalking me on social media. And then like you might run into somebody down the street. If you have 20, 30, 40K followers in your local area, you might go to the supermarket and someone might come up to you and say, Hey, how are you going? Like, they feel like they already know you through building that connection and uh-huh. that trust that you do build. Um, yeah, it definitely helps in converting them down the line. If you maybe release a new product or something like that.
0: Yeah, totally. Um,
1: and-, and just taking it a step back a little bit. Yeah, um, sure. <laughs> I, I, I like the strategy just talking about mums talking to each other. I like introducing like a strategy that we've used for one client is just introducing like higher ticket products to the business or a bigger bundle yeah. because we do find parents like to try to outdo each other and one up each other and that sort of thing. So like you might have a low ticket offer and you might get somebody into the business, yeah. uh, but then also try to bundle up products together and make bigger packages or a more expensive one, because yeah. Yeah, from what I've seen, uh, yeah, moms in particular <laughs> like to try to outdo each other. And especially those Instagram moms um, that post all the time and that stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that's a strategy that we've used to increase average order values and stuff.
0: That is so cool to know. That's awesome. Yeah, um, I will pass that along. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. yeah i'm not some sort of evil marketer but i do like helping my clients like them no. uh make some extra dollars absolutely so, um, yeah no
0: that's 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 very very true um because yeah i can definitely i can definitely see that yeah totally yeah. Comeback, but, um, <laughs> i can definitely see that <laughs>
1: yeah yeah for sure so um obviously there's a lot of content um obviously different platforms that you need to be posting to as well so you got instagram you got TikTok, you got facebook you got pinterest you got snapchat you got twitter like all these different social media platforms um obviously instagram TikTok are the big ones at the moment one of them might be going away sometime soon are you very um Worried about the state of TikTok at the moment? Uh, what's your sort of opinion on oh, it?
0: Oh goodness, I tell you, it's all over. Look, I have an opinion, but it depends how long you've got.
1: <laughs> oh, I've got time.
0: <laughs> um, look, really, I think TikTok is incredible. Um, I wish, I wish that Instagram would take some. I'm sure they are taking notes. Um, you know.
1: But, let's be honest, they're all tracking the same. Yeah. shit. It's just they're trying to kick their competitors up and rising <laughs> out of business.
0: I know. Um, look, I, I really do wish that Instagram was more like TikTok. And I think a lot of people do as well. Um, but again, like, um, TikTok is incredible. And if you know, if it if it does get banned in the US, all I can say is good for us Australians. Because <laughs> really, um, you know, a lot of the content that, um, is on TikTok is a lot of Australians. Um, isn't, it's a lot of you know, American content and I haven't seen, um, I think in the last six months, maybe nine, I've seen, um, a lot of businesses starting to migrate over to TikTok. So, um, for a lot of us, it's still brand new over there too. So, um, you know, we're all probably still trying to find our feet um you know because i mean if if you started in 2020 that's awesome not many people really were migrating over until recently so um it it is a lot for a business to try and be everywhere all at once like um it is a lot so um you know there, there obviously are tools to help you with your content um but you know i guess it depends What I always tell my coaching clients is um, the advice that I would give myself, like, don't try and overextend yourself until you've kind of figured out, like, um, where your audience is, like, is your audience actually there, you know, and you can spend this time right now, maybe just playing around with it and having fun. And um, I've seen um you know a couple of like my friends instagram friends who own businesses and even just some clients of ours who are just out there having fun and practicing practicing on TikTok because you know they obviously don't want to do it on instagram maybe because you know they're a little bit afraid still you know they've been on instagram since what 2017 and they're still slowly starting to find their feet but on TikTok, they're having fun they're out there putting their face on um you know on on their TikToks. they're doing lives they're doing all of the things and they're getting comfortable um in that uncomfortableness of like creating content which has been like the most incredible thing to watch um you know as a coach and as like you know their friends like you know cheering them on in the background and going yes <laughs> so it's been awesome um which is why i love TikTok. so Um, TikTok really made me fall in love with content again because as you know as a business owner you get in that like rut of creating content and even with reels it was great yeah reels are good but it's not the same it's not the same as TikTok like TikTok I don't know it's just a different vibe over there you know,
1: yeah, and- I love TikTok. It's so addicting. And <laughs> like my feed, I love my feed. Um, it's not very business related, but it engages me like so much. It's like, but the bad side of things, like, is destroyed attention spans. It's doing all this sort of spying in the background as well. Yeah. And, like, the level of content that you have to make to be successful on TikTok is another level yeah. compared to Instagram. Like, Instagram, I feel like there's a lot of trending stuff, whereas TikTok sort yeah. of moved away from that at the moment. It's much more behind the scenes, mm-hmm. building like maybe a personal brand for your business pretty much. And yeah. Yeah, it is quite different. I love TikTok personally, but yeah if it uh goes away then you you need to sort of diversify as well and i think it's good to have main two platforms ideally Uh, um i believe in case one does uh, shut down overnight absolutely yeah yeah you mentioned some apps and stuff to help you out what are some of your go-to apps that you possibly use on a daily basis or for your clients
0: yeah absolutely so in terms of repurposing um I would just do this manually wherever you are posting. So, um, when, when I'm creating content and I always advise my own clients, when you're creating content, wherever you're creating it, don't create it within the app, whatever you're doing, stay away from it. Don't, don't go in there. Um, in your camera roll all the time because you own that content. Then you're able to go cut and edit and do whatever you need to do with it. Wherever you want to put it, and then once you've done that, um, edit it. You know, maybe using apps like ones that I always use are InShot. Love InShot; it's easy, it's free. I have the paid version, but it's free. You don't need to pay for it. Um, another really awesome one is CapCut. CapCut is free. I use it like every day. Um, it's amazing. So um, those are probably my two go-to's, and I like to use Video VideoLeap as well. But always keep your content um, just the actual once you've edited your video, keep it clean Um, and then take that video and um, optimize it per the platform that you're putting it to. So I know it's an extra couple of steps. If you have the time, it'll pay off. If you don't, then that's okay. (laughs) I probably would recommend that you do put the extra time in because you're going to see a better result. But you don't, you know,
1: i wouldn't say you don't have to because i kind of feel like you do but um at- that's probably why my social media isn't going as fast as i'd like it yeah. to. because i just sit there record like get the clips put together and then yeah. just post the same thing to three different platforms yeah and there's no real strategy behind it because i'm so time poor and i know that's the bad thing to do but yeah at the end of the day uh, yeah. like, as long as i'm getting content out there yeah. uh but i do like, there is some days or weeks that I'll put more effort into it. And you, you okay. definitely do see the benefits from putting that extra time into
0: it. Yeah. And I, but I think that also applies to that same thing is like, where are you putting your attention? Is your attention on Instagram? If it's on it, if your attention is on Instagram, create for Instagram first, and then repurpose elsewhere, right? Um, similar situation, if you were going and creating content for YouTube shorts, well, then put the content on YouTube, tube shorts first, and then repurpose elsewhere or TikTok or or Pinterest, right. So um, in in that scenario, then it doesn't matter. But if you're trying to be everywhere all at once, you know, um, then it's definitely important for you to optimize per platform. But for for us mums and busy business owners, we ain't got no time like that. So um, the tools I love to use is Mainly, I would say for businesses, look, if you are doing that and you don't have the extra time, then that's fine. Use um, an app that we like to use is uh, repurpose.io. So that one, um, what it does is um, it basically, you set it all up, link all your accounts, and when you um, post something, it auto posts for you on all of the other platforms. So it's really helpful, um, without you obviously having to manually, um, post everywhere all at once. Um, so that one's great. So, um, I haven't seen any others that work as well as that one. Um, so yeah, otherwise just uploading them manually is probably the only other way to get around it.
1: Yeah. I think I might have to switch from later because late later is like a bit manual as well. And like, you can't post videos over a minute long. And yeah. uh, I just find it a bit of a pain in the ass. Yeah. But I've heard good things about repurposing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, just for the, the fact of like, if you don't have the time to sit there and manually upload, i i found that it works really well um yeah and it's quite easy to use once you've got it set up it's just the setting up that takes the long the longest time but so does everything yeah Um but yeah, it's um it's a it's a good one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even with scheduling across different platforms and stuff like I see Alex Somozi everywhere on every single platform and he spends hundreds of thousands of dollars on it <laughs> and he says he can't even keep up. So how do you expect us to? So. Exactly,
0: exactly. And those guys have got teams, you know, teams yeah. of hundreds of people probably. We're, you know, just <laughs> in our own little canoe. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <Not gonna lie. laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Do what you have to do. Really, just do what you need to do. Um, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, um, because again, it's, it's the similar concept as to posting more than one time a day on Instagram. You know, if you post once a day and you get 500 likes on one post and you get maybe 20 likes on the second. Well, you know, you've got 520 likes altogether. You don't need to worry. It's still the same audience. You're not, um, you know, you may be putting your audience through some fatigue. But my point of the story is that, like, they're all still your likes. They're all still your likes. They're they they're they're all still a part of your audience. So, um, even if you are doing that, um, I mean, look, he, you, it's all still in your benefit. So. Um, just know yeah. if you want to grow them first. Like if, yeah. if it's Instagram first, put all of your attention there and just repurpose to the rest because the rest is just gravy, right? It's just gravy on top of the potatoes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and just like any social media person ever has, has said, it's consistency. Um, as long as you get, have that consistency and a bit of a growth mindset, yeah. like you got to get better and better each and every time that you post. As well. a-
0: absolutely right. Um And I think i um, just talking about consistency, like as a mum, as a business owner, like shit gets in the way. Don't beat yourself up. Like you, right now it's school holidays is a couple of days in WA away in WA. And I know that there's so many mums right now in the Eastern states we're already on school holidays and they are feeling it, right? This stuff comes up and we beat ourselves up far too often for letting life and work life balance you know
1: like i don't even have kids and life gets in my way and i have down days as well with my content i don't even have kids but i can't imagine what school holidays are like it's no wonder my clients ghost me during that period
0: (laughs) it's like (laughs) if you can imagine like i'm trying to think of like a good reference but i would call it like a wrestling match like it is just chaos like it's just like <laughs> there's no there's no sleep um but you know that's just kids in general but um it is chaos so just go easy on yourself sometimes um you know things are gonna fall through the cracks let it be you know if you are there showing up 95 percent of the time and you are putting your everything into your business you know you you're stretching yourself so thin so it's okay to take a break it's okay to take a break from social media it's okay to look after yourself look after your family your audience is in a similar boat you know they may not have as much on their plate as you do if not more who knows what's going on in their lives so um we don't need to beat ourselves up over it but i i love the um the ability to use that to your advantage in content be open be yeah. transparent be authentic share in that journey um document it um when things get busy you know i i make the mistake of doing this sometimes when things get busy i don't always keep up with my content on the front end but what i am doing on the back end is i am documenting i am making sure that whatever is getting in the way, I am recording it. I, even if I'm not, um, you know, putting out content consistently, I'm still getting, you know, inquiries. I'm still doing meetings. I'm still recording. I'm still creating content for clients. So I am making it my business to record everything that I do, even when I may not be posting, because I know that that content that I am taking in the time where I am busy and I'm documenting, time-lapsing, Doing all of you know the all of the work that I'm already doing, I'm recording it so that I can use it later on yeah. in times where I don't have time to record. Because um,
1: I'm definitely bad at that. I don't record enough B roll or <laughs> random little clips throughout the day, and I know I should, but yeah, I just don't do it. Yeah. Like my well, life would be so much easier if I had lots of different <laughs> B roll. Yeah. If I had. If I if I had lots of different B-roll clips that I could just mash together and make some sort of trending clip from it, like I'd be able to post a lot more content, but I just don't do it.
0: (laughs) Get yourself a second phone. (laughs) (laughs) That's my hot tip for the day.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And then on the flip side of that as well, there's going to be days where your creative juices are flowing. And make sure you capitalise on that as well. Like there was one day like my record is 31. Uh TikToks in a day just recorded for like an hour and a half straight. Pretty much like it was I could turned it into a podcast really. Um but yeah, there is gonna be days where like you just get on a roll and make sure you capitalise on those days because yeah, that will help you yeah. on those off days. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And like you said, um when we were talking about content ideas, um just create a master doc, chuck them in there, like the ideas always come to me just before i go to fall asleep and then i'm like yeah, yeah. i'm like you know then it's like okay great <laughs> now, now now you want to do this <laughs> um so like just put those ideas down put them in a document um because you know even if they are maybe not like golden nuggets they're still going to get you in the flow of um you know um putting those content ideas down and no and and that's the other thing no idea is a bad content idea like i um this used to hold me back so much that i used to have to have the perfect caption i used to have to have like maybe that's just conditioning of instagram but like everything had to like you know i had to have my i's dotted and my t's crossed and all of the jargon and like um i would i wouldn't put out content and like you just said like um you, you have to get, I think it was Ed Sheeran. I don't actually, I'll, I'll find the quote and I'll send it to you. But it was like, he talks about this one thing where he talks about how, you know, creating music or creating anything as such is kind of like, um, you know, like you have to like flush all the shit out of the dirty pipe before you can get to the good stuff. Right. And that is what content creation is. You have to, you have to get through that uncomfortableness. Um, of putting yourself out there in the beginning. And I still remember to this day how I used to cringe at myself and go, oh my God, who is this loser? Like, what are you doing?
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's even when you go back to watch old videos, it's just like, what the hell? It
0: is. Um, and that's the thing, like it feels as comfortable as uncomfortable as fuck right now. Like it is the, it is a. It is not a normal feeling, but once you recognize that it's not a normal feeling and you can move past it, um, you know, every single time that you practice at it, every single time that you try and do a reel, every time you try and talk in your stories, every time you just have to press post on a picture of you on your feed is going to make that uncomfortableness comfortable. And if there's like one thing to take away from this podcast, is that like, just be okay with being uncomfortable because even if it's not even for the benefit of like, you know, your business, it's the benefit of you building relationships and you will not go wrong when you build relationships. And even just that inner worth in yourself, I cannot tell you like, the confidence that I have gained just from, um, like putting myself out on camera. Like I am the most awkward, <laughs> socially like anxious person in real life, but on camera, you wouldn't think that. Like I am the person in the corner of the party, like telling my husband, is it time to go home yet? Because I miss my bed
1: <laughs> or, or when Maccas get your order wrong and you don't want to go up and complain <laughs> about missing all your nuggets or whatever, oh,
0: man. any confrontation. Any awkwardness like that? No, goodbye. Not me. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. Um, so it's it's important to um, know that it, it will help you in other aspects. Um, but yeah, it's it's so worth it though. It's so worth it. Um, and yeah, it's it's not normal. It's not normal to put yourself out there. But man, does it pay off? It pays off so much. So so much. Um, cause you find your people, you know, you do, you find your people. Um, people will relate to you and they'll relate to what you're going through. And, and people always, um, when clients come to me, they always say that, but no one wants to know what I'm doing. No one wants to see my messy house. And I'm like, look
1: at even your haters want to <laughs> stalk you. Look at <laughs> this is
0: in the studio right now, <laughs> you know, like, don't care. They don't care about that. They don't don't care about the typos that you make. You may get one negative Karen who comes along, but who cares about Karen? (laughs) Like, you know, um, it's you will find your people. So don't be afraid. Um, You'll end up being an inspiration for other people. Um, And and again, like for mums who are sitting there three o'clock in the night feeding their babies, who are alone, who feel so isolated, you'll be surprised at what you're doing puts a smile on their face and how it allows for them to feel like they are a part of something. So, you know,
1: I definitely see orders come through my client accounts at that time. Yeah. There's, there's always some random spike in the middle of the night. Exactly. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, that poor man. <laughs>
0: that's the thing because you know you're you're awake every four hours your emotions are heightened you're not sleeping you're probably not eating throughout the day because when do you even get time to do that so um and that's what most mums do they sit there when they're feeding the baby um i mean i can remember it was brutal like brutal i mean to be honest i thought i was tired then i'm probably more tired now but I mean, geez, like you, you're still getting used to it. So you're just trying to keep your brain occupied. And, um, that, that is the, um, the amazing thing about like the power that your content has. Um, because if you like, if you create in the aspects of knowing that what you're creating is bigger than you, like, um, because there's a reason why you started selling what you sell. Like I say this to so many of my clients, like there is a reason why you started selling what you sell, because you didn't just wake up one day and go, oh, I'm going to start selling these kids safe knives. Or there's a reason why, you know, like I started selling a cubby that goes over a dining table. You didn't just wake up one day and go, oh yeah, that'd be nice, Yeah. <laughs> you know? um every business has a story behind it whether
1: it's a personal story or a brand story it's all yeah, I, I was just talking to one where they lost um, tens of thousands of dollars in their first month of operating and they had to sell their house um and then a few months down the track they've made nearly 100k so um that, like that's a pretty extreme example but yeah. Um, yeah, it just goes to prove that if you do believe in it, um, Absolutely. then it's go to work. And yeah, there is a story behind every business. Absolutely. Like I would have no idea if you didn't have a chat or whatever. Exactly. And yeah, some people, business owners, especially go through some high highs, but some low lows as well.
0: Exactly. And all of that stuff is content. Like, I know that sounds so like cliche, but it is. so true. <laughs> It is so true though. Um, the amount of times where, like, I've stopped on TikTok and someone has said, like, you know how, like, our warehouse being flooded allowed us to create this brand new product, and I stop because I want to know, you know what I mean, and all of that stuff yeah. is—it's gold. It's golden content, and but the, at the catalyst of that, it is because um you want to connect you want to find out what happened it's you know that curiosity in your mind is going oh like you know this person's got a cool story like i want to know what they're what they're talking about so um yeah don't be afraid to use those those uh you know those bumps in the road (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) totally
1: (laughs) Yeah, nice. I think we'll um, try to wrap it up there. I feel like I could keep going, but um, yeah, we've gone gone over an hour now, so nice. <laughs> um, we can do this again in the future, possibly. I had a great time chatting to you. Um, yeah, you're very well spoken, and yeah, for somebody <laughs> that hasn't done many podcasts before, I think people are going to relate quite a bit. And. Oh. Thank you. Yeah, I found it it a good one. Nice. Thank you so much for having me. Well, there you have it. Unfortunately, this is the end of the episode. But if you're looking for more, be sure to find more episodes on the platform you're viewing on or head over to Instagram to find tons of valuable clips.